So the build-up of the Maimer. We explained how Torah is a mashal hakadmeini, a mashal likadmeini shalaylam, an analogy through which we're able to connect to the Ein And we said that in order for us to properly be able to appreciate something like that, we need complete bittel, which was the purpose of Galus Mitzrayim, and then Hashem holding the mountain over their heads, expressing his deep love for all of the Yidin. <coughs> and finally, the Yidin saying, Nasa Venishma, I love you too, to Hashem, at the time of Matantera, in order to achieve this complete putting aside of themselves so that they should earn, thank you, so that they should be ready for Matan So that they should be ready for Matan And we said that Purim was the same thing. Purim was also a complete bittle on the part of the Yidin. And therefore Purim was a continuation of Matan but not just a continuation, Purim has an advantage that Matan did not have. And that is that by Matan everything happened from above, and by Purim it happened from below. Matan was Hashem who instilled, so to speak, a bittel inside of the Yidin. And by Purim, the Jews on their own said, we are Jews no matter what, and we can't be anything else. That was the Messias Nefesh that the Jews experienced during the time of Purim. And that bittel is a bittel which is much more solid because it's coming from the Jews on their own. But the Gilui Ha'ein Seif, the revelation of Hashem's essence and connection to the Jewish people, was something which was equal in the time of Purim to the time of Matan That's the idea that we said. And again, the way that the Jews expressed this bittel during the time of Purim was the Messiras Nefesh, which Messiras Nefesh is something which is completely illogical. The Messiras Nefesh that they expressed one and all during that time, not to even have a thought of Chas V'Shalom giving up their Yiddishkeit and turning to Mardchai. 22,000 children saying to Mardchai with one voice, we're with you, life or death. It doesn't matter which. So from here we continue, and we go back to the beginning of the Maimer. The Maimer started with a statement of our sages with regards to the Yom of Purim, 
that a person is obligated to drink on Purim to the point that he doesn't know the difference between Arhaman and Baruch Mardukhai. And this is strange on numerous levels. Specifically, as the Mimer asks, why is Purim so much greater than all other Yamim Tevim? On every Yom Tev, there is a mitzvah, there is a mitzvah to rejoice, and that mitzvah is it's limited. And yet on Purim, we have a mitzvah of rejoicing in an unlimited way. Aren't other Yamim Tevim in many ways greater than Purim? So the point that we're going to say over here after this whole development of the Maimer is no, absolutely not. Purim is the greatest Yom Tov of the year. Especially when we're in the month of Adar. But really, Purim is the greatest Yom Tov of the year because Purim is where we affirm our connection with Hashem in an everlasting way. As we've said so many times, the analogy of the marriage after the first fight, or even during the first fight, that they could fight with each other, but they could still love each other. Let's read inside. Valpiza Yuvan Maimerazal Chayiv Chulu. According to this, we could understand the statement of our sages that it's necessary to drink. L'chaim, l'chaim. It's necessary to drink on Purim until a person doesn't know the difference between etc. Shesimchas Purim atzuma v'yeseira me'asimcha shabiyamtiv. The joy, the rejoicing of Purim is atzuma is more powerful and Yisera even more may asimcha shabiyamtiv from the joy of yamtiv. Thank you. Kihine, I'll call Hayamim Tevim Ksiv with regard to all other holidays. It says, Raninu Tzadikim Bahavaya. Tzadikim should sing Bahavaya. Simply, it means about Havaya. But as we do in Chsidis, we look at the words and the literal meaning that the, the tzaddikim draw a level of song bihavaya into havaya ukemevor bezayhar truma as it explains good morning as it explains in the zayhar in truma in parshas truma which we just read that all of the yamim tevim are related to this concept of raninu tzadikim ba'avaya. The lokach aimim mizmar zeb shabbases v'yamim tevim. The reason why we say the mizmar shirliyema shabbos on shabbos and yamtiv in our davening is because this pasuk raninu tzadikim ba'ashem is a pasuk which is related to every Shabbos and Yom Tiv, 
What does it mean to sing in Havaya? To bring song into Havaya? Vihine Havaya hu bechinas hishtalshulus ha'ilamais. The level of Havaya is a level of hishtalshulus. Yud chachma heibina chulu. In the beginning of the year, we learned Igaris Hachuva, where we've discussed this at length, but it's explained in many places in Chassidus that the concept of that the concept of um, Havaya Yudke Vavke represents Seder Hishtalshlus. Seder Hishtalshlus is the sequence of creation. In the sequence of creation, which is like a cone, which is wide on the top and narrow on the bottom, we start with a tremendous level of godliness and it slowly diminishes as it goes down. But even this tremendous level of godliness on the top is still, it has parameters. It's so wide and so deep and so on and so forth. Right? We start with Chachma Vatsilus. That's the Yud representing Chachma. We continue with Bina Vatsilus. We continue with Das Vatsilus. We continue down the ten spheres in the world of Vatsilus. And then from the world of Atsilas to the world of Bria to the world of Yitzira to the world of Asiyaruchnis until finally you have this break and then the physical world that we live in. But this is a Hishtalshlus, a sequence that exists inside of creation and that sequence is a necessary sequence in order for all the worlds to exist. And this constant flow of energy, of existence, like we learned in the last Mimer, the concept of Havaya represents the Hishavus, the existence of the world, the bringing, the constant bringing into existence of the world. That's Seder Hishtalshus. What's Raninu Bahavaya? When do you sing? When do you rejoice? When are you happy? When do you sing a song? What's the singing? The singing is bringing an infusion of extra energy, of extra chayas, extra excitement. So, Rananu Bahavaya, Hainu, that means, Shemam Shichem are, we draw down extra light, Vigiloi. And revelation, milmaila mehishtalshus, from higher than Chachma Vatsilus, what's beyond this cone, what's beyond this Seder Shtalshus, bis Seder Shtalshus, into Seder Shtalshus. So that brings this infusion of excitement and joy and singing through the whole Seder Shtalshus. Now we understand why there is this special mitzvah of Vesamachta Bechagacha. It comes Purim, it, com- it comes Pesach, it comes Shavuos, it comes um, uh, Sukkot. We have a expression of joy. What's the expression of joy? The expression of joy is a celebration of this 
extra infusion of energy that's flowing through the worlds at this time. However, if this extra energy, even though it's an extra boost, an extra dose, it's an additional infusion, but if it's flowing through Seder Shtalshalos, then by necessity, by definition, it has to be Bashir Umida. It has to have a certain shear, a certain amount, a certain mida, a certain measurement. Because it's being drawn down through Hishtalshlos. Chachma Ubina. Now, if it's being drawn down through Seder Shtalshus, as we have learned earlier in this Mimer, anything that is Bashir Umida, even if you're in Ganeiden Hatachtain, even if you're in the higher Ganeiden, in the world of Bria, even if you're in the world of Atsilus, which is impossible to exist in the world of Atsilus, but even if you're in the world of Atsilus. Parenthesis. Even if you're in the world of Atsilos, you still are limited. You're not experiencing Hashem's essence. Because even the highest level of Seyyidah Hishtalshlus, we said, is a ray, is ayin, nothing, yashme ayin. It's nothing compared to the essence of Hashem. So, it has no comparison. It can't even begin to compare to the essence of Hashem, which is Pashut Bitachlos which is simple, with pure simplicity. When we say it's simple, what is this what's what does its simplicity imply? Its simplicity implies purity. Anything complicated is something which has its own existence, a certain limitation. Simplicity is purity, is beauty. Atsem, atzmus, is pashot. You're in a good mood today, you're in a bad mood another day. That's a definition. That's a complication. You're understanding one idea now, another idea later. Again, that's something which is defined. It has parameters. Etsem, essence, is everywhere. And if it's everywhere, it's nowhere. It has no parameters. It's poshut betachos abshitos. It's pure. As soon as the Raninut Sadikim is getting a certain definition, a certain shape, a certain expression, behavaya, it's coming through Yudke Vavke. It's coming through Seder Shtalshlos. In that moment, it's becoming limited. And Seder Shtalshos is only like a drop of the ocean, and not even like a drop of the ocean. Because although nobody can ever collect 
of the drops of the ocean. However, technically, theoretically, it would be possible. Because there are a limited amount of drops in the ocean. You know how many? Don't try to tell me. But there are ultimately a limited amount of drops in the ocean. Ask Siri how many drops there are in the ocean. See if he can tell you. She. She. <laughs> I'm not sexist. What? Which of my rows? There was one of my rows who was able to calculate the drops in the ocean. Who? One of them, Aaron. A trillion, trillion. A trillion, trillion. Okay, now you feel better. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. exactly. They, they got measured it. it. They got it. But ultimately, so so really, the the, a, 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 the highest level of Seder Shtalshus is not even like a drop in the ocean, because a drop in the ocean is at the end of the day a part of the ocean, and etzem compared to Seder Shtalshus is there is no comparison whatsoever. And therefore, the mitzvah of Simchas Yamtiv, which it says in the Torah, So this mitzvah of Simcha, What's the mitzvah of simcha? It's a mitzvah. You have to rejoice. You have this extra infusion. You have extra strawberry punch today. That's an exciting event. But it's still bigvul vimida. It's not unlimited. It's strawberry. It's punch. It's a certain amount of extra strawberry punch. It's It's still limited. It's still something specific. And therefore, it's expressed in a limit, umida, and in a measurement. It's expressed through extra steak. That's a way that we express our simcha. We have extra shlamims, extra karbanis on Yom Tov. Now that the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed and we don't have the ability to bring karbanis, so therefore ain't simcha We have the mitzvah of drinking wine on Yom Tov. It's a mitzvah on Yom Tov to drink wine. So you would think, if you have a mitzvah to drink wine on Yom Tov, just drink more and more and more wine. No, no. All you need is one revius. You know how much a revius is? 400? Yeah, give or take. One to four? Somewhere in that area. Let's say four ounces. How much is four ounces? It's like a little mouthful. Depends what substance you're talking about. Huh? Millimeters? Milliliters. So, uberviyas yayin yaitzi yidei chayva simchas yamtiv. All you need is one reviyas yayin. So, we're saying, there's this extra infusion, this extra light, this extra energy, this celebration that's flowing through. But, it's still limited. It's still very specific. The simcha is limited. It has a specific amount. Mm. And this is in contrast to the simcha of perm, the joy of perm. Sorry. Um, Havaya, is that also, in this case, we're talking about a different level of Havaya, which is 
mali, like it's like a mali level of havaya. Yeah, and in general, when we speak about havaya, that's what we speak about. Even though havaya shema etzem, but usually when we're referring to havaya, we're talking about the mali level of havaya. That means the level of Havaya that is Yud Chachma Eibina. So when we say Ran in the Tzadikim Bavaya, it means that there's this extra celebration of expl- an explosion of joy which is flowing through Seder Shtalshus. And it's an explosion of joy. And Yom Tiv is beautiful. We all know that. We love Yom Tiv. But it doesn't come close to Purim because Purim is unlimited. Masha'enken Simchas Purim. Purim, we're not connecting to Havaya. Purim, we're connecting to Lemaila me Havaya. And this is also, by the way, the connection between Purim and Yom Kippurim. Because with regard to Yom Kippurim, it says, Lifnei Havaya Tetoru. Higher than Havaya. That's where we receive our atonement, our purification on Yom Kippur. And Purim is a Yom Kippur, is is a day which Yom Kippurim is being compared to, because Purim is also a day which is Lemaila Me'avaya. It's higher than Seder Hishtalshlos. Why is it higher than Seder Hishtalshlos? Because what is the message of Purim? The message of Purim is I'm a Jew. And I'll always be a Jew. No matter what, I'll be a Jew. If it makes sense, I'll be a Jew. If it doesn't make sense, I'll be a Jew. If it's comfortable, I'll be a Jew. If it's not comfortable, I'll be a Jew. If I understand, I'll be a Jew. If I don't understand, I'll be a Jew. That's the message of Purim. And that, that idea is something which is connecting to the essence of me and the essence of Hashem. The essence of Hashem, which is much higher than Seydish Talshlos, with which the whole Seydish Talshlos can be compared at best to a drop in the ocean, even though, as mentioned, it's not even a drop in the ocean. So that's the idea of Purim. That the Simcha is so much greater, higher than Das, higher than Chachma. Higher than Seder Hishtalshlus, and therefore the expression of Simcha is Ad Deloyoda, until you don't know. Yoda does not capture the Simcha of Purim. There's a certain expression of love, of closeness, of relationship, of depth that can be expressed in words. And there's a certain expression that words cannot capture that needs to be expressed so much deeper than any words can possibly express. This is for the reason that we explained above the whole development of this Mimer through the Mesiris Nefesh that the Jews had throughout the year which is a level which is higher than logic it's supra logical with this arousal from below, with this statement of the Jews that nothing matters, only our connection to Hashem, with this expression from below, and remember they did it on their own, 
It wasn't inspired by a mountain of love being held over their heads. It was inspired by themselves. So through this arousal from below and this bittle that they achieved and accomplished and expressed on their own, the Jews reached very high, so high to the essence of Hashem, blessed be He, which is much higher than any gedder, any categorization of Hishtalshlus. It has no gedder, it's etzem, it's the essence. It can't be categorized not in the seviv and not in the memale, as we've discussed earlier in this mimer. Shama davka nimshach bechinas hamesiras nefesh. Shama there davka specifically nimshach was drawn down bechinas hamesiras nefesh. The level of mesiras nefesh was 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 was. was I'm sorry, Shemizeh Davka, that from this specifically, Nimshach, Bechinas HaMesiris Nefesh, that's where the Mesiris Nefesh comes from, Mesiris Nefesh comes from the Etzem, from the essence of a Jew, Kanal Barichos, as we said earlier, Velachain, and therefore, HaSimcha Migiloizeh, Hulamay Lameadas, and that's why the simcha, the infusion, is not an infusion which you could capture through drinking one revius of wine and then clapping your hands a few times and dancing around in a circle. It doesn't work like that for Purim. It works like that for other yamim tevim. But for Purim, it's not going to work. It's not going to be sufficient. If you want to express the joy of Purim, for that you need you need until you don't know. Good. So that's the layada. What about the second half of the statement? How are we supposed to understand that? Not knowing got it. But how do you express the joy of Purim by not knowing the difference between the cursedness of Haman and the blessedness of Mordechai? That's how you want to express your joy. That's how you want to experience your excitement. By confusing Haman and Mardachai. How does that make sense? So we're about to explain. David, you have a question? Lemaila me'avaya means higher than Seder Hishtalshlus. Hishtalshlus is starting from Chachma Vatsilus. The Ma'ilam means you're going way higher than that. You're going to add some to the essence of Hashem. So now we're going to try to understand this idea of confusing Haman and Mordechai. Key. This now this idea that we're about to express is a deep, fine idea, and we'll try to the best of our ability to understand it and get it. But it's really something which is very difficult. And we've discussed it in other Maimarim as well. It's, it's, it's discussed very carefully and uh, at length in the Maimar al Kain, which, uh, by the way, I posted a link for also to learn that Maimar, the Maimar al Kain, which was an amazing Maimar that the Rebbe said. In Tashin Yud Gimel, 
1953 when the Rebbe killed Stalin, that's right. The Simcha from this revelation is higher than Das. And that's the idea of Ad Deloyada between Araham and Barach Marzchai. Because when you have Higalis Niglis, a revelation of the essence of Hashem, a revelation of the essence of Hashem is really an oxymoron. It's a contradiction in terms. It doesn't make sense. You can't have a revelation of Atmos. Revelation implies not Atmos, and Atmos implies not revelation. So the idea of Bihigalis Niglis, a revelation of Atmos, means that when you're connecting, when you're um, uh, delving down inside of yourself to this level of Atmos, which is connected to the essence of Hashem, over there, Kulam Shavim Mamish. Everyone is equal literally. In other words, we have this problem that exists inside of the world. And that is that we know that Hashem is Taiv, is good. Ain Ra Yared Milmaila. There's no negative that comes from above. We know that Hashem is only good. And yet we know that nothing exists that doesn't come from Hashem. And we experience things which are not positive. So there's something that's not working over here in this equation. Hashem is only good. There is no negative. Nothing exists. Nothing exists that isn't Hashem. And we have things which are negative, which exist over here in this world. So, the best example that I can give for now to bring this across is my favorite puppet show example. When you have a puppet show, the puppeteer has a bunch of different puppets. There's the hero and the villain, the princess who needs to be saved, and so on and so forth. The, the, the different people along the line, right? Now, technically, when the puppeteer, who needs to hide himself for all of the puppets, but when the puppeteer speaks through the voice of the hero, he's using his voice much more than any of the other puppets and to the opposite extreme of the villain where he's using his voice as little as possible. He's contorting his voice. And I'm not just talking about his voice, meaning the way that his voice sounds. I mean his message, his ideas, his philosophy. He's contorting them in order to be expressed in the villain. Now, the villain... Is he anything of his own? Does he exist on his own? Does he have his own voice? Does he have his own animation? Does he have his own life? Nothing. He's just a flat nothing without the puppeteer. And yet, for the puppeteer to express himself through the villain, 
the puppeteer needs to conceal himself. And in fact, it's the villain that makes the puppet show exciting. Right? Could you imagine a puppet show without a villain? You just fall asleep in the first five minutes. <laughs> I'm talking about a movie. Could you imagine? There's no villain. Well, without a villain, what are you watching? What are you doing? There's no plot. There's no excitement. There's no interest. So the villain is actually a deep developed expression that ties everything together. And yet, the villain is the greatest concealment of the puppeteer. That's the way that it is here in this world as well. In this world, of course, there is no negative by Hashem. And of course, Einoid Milvade, only Hashem exists. But yet, in order that you should be here in the world, and that you should have Bechir Chavshis, free choice, so that you should be able to make a choice, to do what's good, and to connect to what's positive, so that you can lift yourself up and embrace godliness. Hashem hides himself. And there's negativity in the world. And in fact, in the negativity, there is hidden even a greater and more powerful God's godliness than there is in the good. Because to get to the good, you get to the good from inside of the more revealed levels of Hishtalshus. Because the revealed levels of, say, Hishtalshus, we described it earlier as this cone. It's starting off with a lot of light, powerful light, beautiful light, good light, and then anything that's good is coming from that light, so it's merely a ray of the original light that's coming from the revealed levels of Seder Shtasos. But to be negative, you need to conceal, and the concealment, the tzimtzum, comes before Chachma. Before Chachma starts, the first thing that's necessary is a tzimtzum, a concealment. And it's that concealment that allows something which is even more powerful than that which fits into the cone to be passed down through the cone, like the sprinkles that you put on top of the ice cream cone. Right? That's the best part. Right? Yeah, the chocolate on the bottom of the cone. So there's the, the greater good which doesn't really fit into the cone which is higher than the whole Hishtalshlos, and that's expressed inside of the cone as something which is concealed, something which is negative, as a contorted voice. But when you get to the essence of the puppeteer, over there, darkness is like light, and over there, the good and the negative, there's no difference between them. There's no good, there's no negative, there's only essence. It's not that over there, there's eating kosher and not eating treif. 
Here in this world, if you eat kosher, then you're bringing down a celebration of light and joy and goodness. And if you eat non-kosher, chas v'shalem, then you're bringing down darkness and concealment and hurt and negativity. That's here in this world, inside of Seder Shtalslos. But when you get to the essence of Hashem, there's really no difference between them. That's only the expression inside of Seder Shtalslos. That means, ultimately, that when you get to the essence of Hashem, there's no villain and there's no hero. There's no Amon and there's no Mardachai. They're all one, they're all the same. So what does it mean? It means to reach a level, <coughs> such such a deep level, such a high level, such an essential level, a level where there's only godliness, where there's only etzem, where there's only essence of Hashem, where there's only God, and nothing else exists, and therefore. Haman and Mardukhai are absolutely the same over there. And that's a level that we reach on Purim. We don't never reach such a level and during the year on a regular day. On Pesach, eat matzah and stay away from chametz as if it's poison. It is poison on Pesach. Poison all the year too. That's the gluten, that's what I'm talking about. Um, <coughs> on on Sukkot, there's the good things and the bad things and so on and so forth. But on Purim, it's added lo yada. Not that you could do anything you want on Purim, chatz v'shalom. But there's the level of added lo yada. There's no limitation. There's no capturing. There's just unlimited joy. Because this unlimited joy is an expression of going higher than Haman and going higher than Mordechai, going higher than light and going higher than darkness and connecting to Hashem's essence. Makes a little bit of sense. Mm-hmm. Again, this is an inadequate, it's an inadequate explanation, but hopefully it's at least something that helps us get a glimpse of the direction that we're supposed to be thinking. Because when you reveal the revelation of Hashem's essence, Kulam Shavim Mamish. Over there, everyone, everything is completely equal. Darkness is like light. As it says in the verse, that darkness does not conceal, because darkness only conceals inside of Seydish Talshlos. Outside of Seydish Talshlos, there's no concealment. As it says in the Pasuk, If you did good, what do you think you're giving him? And with your sins, what do you think you're doing to him? Your mitzvahs don't give Hashem anything. Your avarice don't don't hurt Hashem's chas v'shalom in any way. The mitzvahs and avarice is only for us inside of Seder Shtalshvos to connect and to be to, to, to be uplifted and to be refined and to... Um, uh, have 
additional light and goodness, but the mitzvahs are not essentially something which are good, and the averis are not essentially something which are bad. The mitzvah is about revelation of godliness, and the averis is about concealment of godliness. That's all for the audience watching the puppet show, but for the puppeteer himself, there's no revelation and there's no concealment. There's no hero and there's no villain. There's no good and there's no bad. There's just him. And I'm Purim, we're reaching that level of just him. Hopefully we did it a drop of justice. Now we're going to conclude the nightmare. Haven't we said elsewhere that there is, no, there is a real effect? Of course. It depends on what you're explaining. We explained that earlier even in this mimer, that it's like a parent who's playing a game with his child. But uh, it's not for now. It's, it's an important subject and a subject which is explained at length. Amnam, however, le'inyin iser asiyas melacha hudavka biyamtev v'loi bipurim when it comes to the prohibition for doing melacha, so now it sounds like Purim is the greatest yamtav of the year. So you would think, as we asked in the very beginning of this Maimer, that if on Shavuos you cannot experience Shavuos, if you're driving your car, and if on Pesach you cannot experience Pesach, if you're turning on and off lights, and so on and so forth, then how much more so Purim you should need not to do Melacha in order to be able to properly experience Purim, just like any Shabbos and Yom Tev. <coughs> so the Maimer explains, on the contrary, Hi Hanoisenes. Hi Hanoisenes means that it's the nature of Purim itself, the high, great level of Purim, the essence of Purim that that's the real reason why you are allowed to do milach on Purim. Let's read again inside. Amnam, however, le'inyan isra'asiyas milacha, with regard to the prohibition to do any work, hudavka biyamtiv, v'loi bipurim. It's specifically on yamtiv and not on Purim. Ukemai merazal, as our sages teach us, ulebasoif, the first time it speaks in the Megillah about making Purim a special day for all times, for all years. It says to make them days of rejoicing and the days of yamtiv. However, afterwards, when it says that the Jews accepted upon themselves this holiday of Purim, it says they accepted it upon themselves to make it days of mishta v'simcha, of rejoicing. We still want to drive our cars to deliver the mishloyach manais. We still want to be able to do melacham Purim. And the idea is kihi hanoisenes. The question itself is the answer. The idea itself that's saying to you that Purim is so high, how can we do melacha? On the contrary, it's because it's so high that we could do melacha. Kihine, because, behold, 
Inyan Isir Da Asiyas Melacha. Why are you not allowed to do these 39 types of labor on Shabbos? And Yamtiv, Shahu Aliyas Haseichel Vahamidais Lisharchan. It's because it's a day of Rananut Sadikim Bavaya. It's a day where there's an extra infusion. And where there's an extra infusion, everyone is, so to speak, lifted up a level, right? When there's an extra infusion, so then the highest person is going higher and the lowest person is also going higher. So the lowest person is reaching a level where he's like a higher level. How There's the alias haseichel v'hamidas l'sharshan. There is a, a lifting up of seichel and midas, of the different levels inside of seidish l'sharshan, l'sharshan to their source. It's connecting to its source, it's connecting to this extra flow, this extra excitement. And this is why we don't do labor, because the labor is something which is connected to the Shvisa's resting, Shabbos. This is the labor is something which is connected to this physical world. And inside of the limitations of this physical world, Inside of the limitations of this physical world, you're able to serve Hashem on a regular day, on a weekday. But on Shabbos, you don't want to be in the world. On Shabbos, you want to be connected to Hashem, connected to this extra flow of energy of the Rananu Bahavaya. So in order to experience that, you have to separate yourself from the world. And that's the Indian Hashvisa, the idea of resting from doing Melacha on Shabbos and Yom Tiv. And this is what's called in Kabbalah, the concept of Aliyah Ha'ilamais, the rising of the worlds. Kanaidaz is known, may Indian, from the idea of Kishavas, Kibayishavas, excuse me, because on that day Hashem rested, Chulu, etc., on that day, Hashem rested. All of this is only relevant in the ha'ara, in the shine that's inside of Seyed Hishtal Shalos. The shayich sham mailo mata b'madrega. That over there, it's relevant, the idea of higher and lower in level. And therefore, six days you do work because then you're involved in the world, in the Aveda of Birurim, in the Aveda of refining and purifying the world around you and making it a vessel for godliness. But on the seventh day on Shabbos, which is a much higher level, Tishmais. <laughs> Sorry, rest. On the day of Shabbos, you have to rest. That there should be a rising of the world, so to speak, from a lower level to a higher level. And similarly, every single yamtiv. There's drawn on them an additional light, additional revelation. 
Isr melacha v'shabasen me'amelacha. And therefore, there's the idea of the prohibition to do any of the labor on Shabbos and Yom Tev, v'shabasen me'amelacha. And they resting from this work. Shehu bechinas asiya, because this is a level of asiya, melacha, the work, these 39 types of labor represent the creation of the world, the creation of Asiya, the creation of the Gashmias. And on Shabbos and Yom Tov, when we want to go up to our source, when we want to go up to this higher level, where there's this extra infusion and energy and light, we want to be able to connect to that on Shabbos and Yom Tov. We got to get out of here in order to be there. And if you're going to be here, you're not going to be there. Right? If you're going to be stuck down here, you're not going to be up there. What? What about a perm that's on Shabbos? Not uh, um, uh, here, but a could be on Shabbos. We have perm on Friday, like we're having this year. Shushan perm on Friday. Um, we're having perm cutting, excuse me, on Friday. Can perm not fall on Shabbos? So a perm that's on Shabbos. Um, you can't do melacha because it's Shabbos. Shahu bechinas asiya. That's a level of asiya. Lemadrega al yena hameskala az to a higher level, which is meskala az, which is revealed then. Bechol zeh ein ne'ela b'seidish talshlos. All of this is only inside of seidish talshlos. It's inside of the cone. As long as you're inside of this cone, so over there, if you want to go higher, you can't be lower, right? Right? If you want to be on level 30, you can't be on level 2. If you're on level 2, then you're not on level 30, by definition. Right? That's as long as you're talking about Seder Shtalshulos. But Purim is not about Seder Shtalshulos. Purim is not about Ran and Nutzadikim. Purim is about Adadloyada. Purim is about higher than Seder Shtalshus, beyond Seder Shtalshus, not higher than Seder Shtalshus, which is flowing through Seder Shtalshus. It's about higher than Seder Shtalshus in higher than Seder Shtalshus. It's about you yourself reaching a level of Ad Dulayada Ben Arham and Lebarach Merdchai. You yourself being there. So that's. So therefore, the shayich sham. I'm sorry. So kolze einayalu b'shaydishlalshus. The shayich sham madrigas milo mata ruchnim. Over there, there's the level of higher and lower of level two and level thirty. Ruchnim and a spiritual level. Avo b'atzmusay umahusay yisbarach. But in the essence of Hashem, she'einay begeder al min klal. That's not connected to the worlds at all. The concept of resting from doing work doesn't make sense. Because why are you resting from doing work? Because you want to connect to the essence. So you're going higher. You're going to level 30 because you want to connect to the essence. Level 30 is no more connected to the essence than level 2 is. If you're connecting to the essence, you could connect to the essence inside of level 2. The same way you could connect to the essence inside of level 30. Level 2 is not a contradiction to essence any more than level 30 is. It's a contradiction to regular Shabbos and a regular Yom Tov, but not to the essence of godliness, which is on Purim. This is such a, an amazing idea, right? So therefore, because it's so high, 
Therefore, there's no shvisa mimelacha. Ain't shayich klal bechina shvisa shuhu aliyas hamadregas sharei mailu mata shavin of etzli legami because higher and lower are completely equal to him. Shahasiya gashmis imchach meila shnehen shavin mamish. Asiya gashmis with the highest, highest level of Seder Shtalshnas, Chachmeila. The level of Chachmeila. The level of Chachmeila is just as far from Etzem as the lowest level beyond the lowest level of Seder Shtalshnas, the level of Asiya Gashmas, the physical world. They're, they're no different when we're talking about Etzem. Even within the negative of the With everything. The, the, the Seydish has just as much connection to Etzem anywhere you are. In Haman, you have the same say, um, Etzem as you do in Mardechai. Not that Haman and Mardechai are the same. Haman is a Russia, Merusha, disgusting, horrible. It needs to be obliterated. Ad Hasef. And Mardechai is at Sadiq Elyon. So I'm not suggesting that they're the same. What I'm saying is as far as etsem is concerned, there's no difference in etsem. Asiya gashmis with the highest level of chachma, shnehen shavin mamish. They're both literally equal. Kaloi chashivi. They're both like nothing. By Shabbos it says that we make Shabbos Lahavaya because Shabbos is about Havaya, it's about Yudke Bavke, it's about Seydishtalsis, it's about connecting to higher levels, going from level 2 to level 30. The canal being in the Tzadikim Behavaya, like we explained with regard to the concept of Ran and earlier. But Purim, Purim is not about Havaya, Purim is about Ad-Dulayada. Therefore, Purim is Mutter Basias Melacha. The Mashal HaKadmaini tells us that Torah is connecting us to essence. Uh-huh. And since Torah is connecting us to essence, therefore Purim, which is the ultimate Kabbalah Satayra, the ultimate acceptance uh-huh. of the Torah, is a day which is connected to essence, which is Adlayada, which is higher than any limitations, which is a joy which knows no boundaries, which is which is a day when you can't say, don't do melacha, because not doing melacha is not going to help you. You just have to add layada. Purim, it doesn't help not to do melacha. You have to add layada. Mm. But don't do add layada through drinking alcohol. But why does it say that? Just Rashi. Because certain no. people were able to drink alcohol and let go of their limitations and in that way connect to essence. But for us, we will need to reach Adla Yada through learning Maimarim and learning Chsidis and learning Sikhis. And that's how we're going to let go of all of our limitations and be able to connect to the essence of the day of Purim. Sorry, David. <laughs> yes.
A little Lachaim, you could say. Yeah. My question. Yes, Milim Uday. What? I'm sorry. My question was, we practically do that nowadays. That's the answer. The answer is learn the Mimer. Of course, it applies nowadays. But through learning the Mimer, until the Mimer is just spilling out of me, <coughs> that's how we're going to reach the level of Adlayada. Yes, More than you're used to, or. More than uh, that's, more than you more numbers. than you learn. Both of those numbers are very small. So, so we're not because, hmm. because they were able to reach such a high level to connect to the Torah. That's what gives power to the day of prayer to be able to connect on even higher level of simcha, higher level of keeping joy. This. Like that's the whole reason. Why it's like their bittel affected the day. Right, so now it's like a day itself kind of thing. Because we're not necessarily on that level of bittal. Because they were, it affected the day so that we could become closer to And them. that we too connect to that day. Tomorrow, Bezos Hashem, I'll learn with you a sicha, where the rabbi discusses this idea of ad liyada, or at least we'll start it, and if we'll finish the whole thing tomorrow, um, where the rabbi discusses this level of ad liyada. It's following similar themes to the Maimer, but with a little bit of a different expression and direction, um, but as a follow-up to this mimer, I think it would be very important. Okay, so we're going to learn through that sicha.